Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today's Monday, June 14th. It's Mailbox Monday. Man, you guys are full of some vim and vinegar, but we're going to have a great time. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Hey, you guys, you have probably heard by now that I am running for the United States House of Representatives to represent District 3 in Washington State. And I wanted to let you know that there are a couple ways that you can help us. First of all, follow me on all of my campaign social media platforms. You can find Heidi St. John for Congress at Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And of course, sign up to get on the mailing list at Heidi St. John for Congress. We are up against a very big second quarter fundraising deadline right now. And we need you to donate to the campaign. Every little bit helps. And so you guys have heard me say before, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like this. And there's some very important things coming up. If you go to the website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com, you can find out exactly how to donate. And I would so appreciate that. Also, you can volunteer. And we need volunteers from all over the country. We need prayer volunteers. And you can sign up to be on our prayer team at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can complete the volunteer form there, and you can join my fight for the soul of America. Again, you guys, that website is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. This ad is paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So I am glad you guys are here today. This is one of my favorite days of the week at the podcast. And before I get into it, I want to remind you that you guys can always leave questions for me. I'm interested in what you have to say. You can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You're going to see a form there and it's going to let you tell me about your off the bench experiences, what you guys are doing to get off the bench and onto the battlefield and to really stand for liberty and stand for freedom and teach your children what it means to follow God. I want to hear about it. So, and if you've got questions that you would like me to address here at the podcast, I would love to do that as well. That's the way to do it. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Uh, Before we get going, I want to let you guys know a little bit about what's coming up for me this week. The end of this week, I'm going to be at Homeschool Iowa. Do, do, do. You guys. Come on out. You're going to love it. Homeschool Iowa in Des Moines. I can't wait to see you. And also wanted to let you know that there's a few things. Well, there's some really awesome things in the works for me personally with regard to the campaign and some wonderful guests that are coming on the show. We've moved most of the political discussion over to my new podcast, America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. And I'll link back to that in the show notes today. Also, you can go to Heidi St. John for Congress, click on America's Town Hall, and you can leave questions for me there. That's becoming a really exciting podcast and a wonderful opportunity just for us to discuss the things that you guys are interested in with regard to the political atmosphere that we find ourselves living in. Again, that's America's Town Hall, and I will link back to it in the show notes today. We have an off-the-bencher, Darla from Lee's Summit, wrote in and say, Hey, Heidi, I'm continuing to get off the bench. I went with my husband this week to a police rally for supporting our metro area city's police force. Please pray for my family as we wear our Defend the Police shirts. 80% of our apartment complex is black and they do not like the police. Please pray for our safety. Darla, I will pray for your safety and for the safety of everybody who's trying to speak truth right now into a culture that is just permeated 
with lies. But it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? That our schools are teaching our students to hate the police and we're watching more and more and more of this and it's going to get worse. Uh, before it gets better, because we have an administration in the White House right now that is absolutely hell bent on dividing us. They're going to divide. They're going to divide us by the color of their skin. They're going to divide us by you know even on the ranks of the police. So interesting to note that Black Lives Matter, which is nothing but a Marxist organization that doesn't care about Black lives, and they really don't. Uh, they don't care about Black lives if they're unborn. They don't care about black police officers. They don't care about black conservatives. This is not about the color of your skin. This is a political ideology, and the churches need to be speaking up against it. So, Darla, I, um, I'm i just so thankful for what you did. And I would tell you, don't be afraid to talk to people who disagree with you. You know, have stats with you. Know what you're talking about. Because so often, this is an emotionally driven argument and they don't have any statistics to back it up because the, the statistics that say that it's police officers that are killing the blacks and this is a huge, massive thing. They're not looking at how many white people get pulled over and they're not looking. They're not talking about the statistics for black on black crime. And we need to start having these conversations out in the open. And it doesn't make you a racist. It's just telling the truth. And we need to start telling the truth. I want to say thank you to Megan from Colorado for supporting the ministry and financially, especially, and for just getting off the bench with us. She said, Heidi, through your podcast, I heard about Rick Green's Patriot Academy, and now I am currently taking the biblical citizenship class and Constitution Alive. I plan to become a Constitution coach in my community and help lead the way to teaching our youth about the Constitution in our rural school district. Thank you for your continuous encouragement and for being a true biblical leader of our time. You know, Megan, thank you so much. And you've got your work cut out for you there in Colorado, like I do here in Washington State. So I want to say thank you for doing that. All right, I'm going to jump right into your questions, getting tons and tons of questions about not wearing a mask and not getting a vaccine. But I'm going to, I'm going to kind of skip to a question about Pride Month because so many of you are writing in. This is my least favorite time of the year. I say the Christians take back the rainbow. The rainbow does not belong to the homosexual movement. It belongs to God. It was a covenant that God made with his people to say, I will never again flood the earth. And so interesting to me to see, you know, Christians not know what to do and not ha- not know how to respond. I walked into Target the other day. I don't normally go to Target for a hundred million different reasons, but they had something that nobody else had. So I went into Target and, uh, you know, the very first thing that you see when you walk into Target right now is their massive pride displays you know, little kid mannequins with t-shirts, pride t-shirts and all the things that they're doing. And I'm telling you what, it's hurting us. And it's hurting us because God says that it's going to hurt us. And you guys, it's, it should tell you something when an entire movement names itself pride and, and uh, pride is one of those things that, you know, we tend to overlook. So we can, we talk about homosexuality or evil, evil murder, you know, that kind of thing. But when it comes to pride, we tend to just go, eh, whatever. You guys don't forget. It was the sin of pride that got Satan kicked out of heaven. I'm going to say that a little bit louder for the people in the back. It was the sin of pride that got Satan kicked out of heaven. God says he hates a proud heart. The Bible teaches us over and over and over again that pride is something that God does not like. And in fact, it's one of the deadly sins. I I found a couple of quotes on pride. And this one I thought was so interesting. Um, C.S. Lewis said, for pride is spiritual cancer. It eats up the very possibility of love or contentment 
or even common sense. If this doesn't describe the LGBTQIA, STV, W, RV, whatever movement, I don't know what does. A spiritual cancer. You know, they talk about love is love and which love is not love. That's a lie. And C.S. Lewis is saying it's because of pride. Pride is a spiritual cancer. It eats up the possibility of love and contentment, which you see absolutely in the transgender movement, not content in the body that they were born with. So they're going to chase after contentment by undergoing multiple surgeries and harming themselves and other people. And it even eats up common sense. This, This is it. Pride blinds you. Andrew Murray said, pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. Keep in mind, you guys, remember, Satan fell because of pride. And if there's a movement that's, I would never wear a shirt that says pride. You know, one of, one of the deadly, one of the deadly sins. Pride always goes before a fall. And these, all these woke corporations, you know, Target and Coca-Cola and Uno, I was in the store the other day, I think at Walmart, and I saw an Uno card game that, you know, all these guys, they're literally bowing down at the feet of this disgusting movement because they're afraid they're going to get canceled and they're afraid that people are going to call them a homophobe or a bigot or whatever. And I'm telling you what, you guys, uh, we got to start talking openly and honestly about what this really is. In Ezekiel 28, 17, it says, your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. And so I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes upon you. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 18, 12, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, but humility goes before honor. In Proverbs 29, it says, a person's pride will humble him, but a humble spirit will gain honor. In Philippians 2, verse 3, we read, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others as more important than yourself. And pride causes us to be ungrateful. It causes us to forget that what God has done for us and how much we need a Savior. We need not to forget God. And in fact, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 to 14 says, Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commands and his ordinances and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. Otherwise, when you've eaten and are satisfied, and you've built good houses and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold multiply, and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And that's exactly where pride's going to take us, you guys, right back into slavery. And so I'm just going to encourage you, you know, the moment they named a movement pride, you knew that this was something that absolutely dishonors the Lord. And so what should the response of the church be? You know, I think we speak out about what pride actually is. And frankly, it's going to kill this country. Pride, pride goes before destruction, and we're absolutely seeing it in the in the world right now. And so, pride blinds people. And I've heard atheists say, "Well, if there's a God, I would never bow down to Him." A friend of mine wrote an article, and she told me that she had silenced Jehovah's Witnesses who knocked on the door by showing them things they couldn't refute, and they didn't know what to say. And even though they couldn't refute what someone what you say to someone, you guys be careful how you talk to other people, because you're going to find that oftentimes people won't repent. Why? Because of pride. 
James 4, chapter 6 says he gives more grace. This is why it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Jeremiah 5, 21, hear this foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see and ears but do not hear. This is absolutely the hallmark of the transgender movement. People have eyes but do not see and ears but do not hear. The church must stand up against this evil that is being perpetrated against our children. Romans 2, 8, for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. God despises a proud heart. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, it says there are six things which the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. The first one is haughty eyes, proud eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Boy, I mean, if, if we start talking about what God doesn't like, and we hold that up to what our nation is doing right now, what our nation is standing for. Is it any wonder that our nation is experiencing judgment right now? Pride seeks revenge. We've seen this in the LGBTQ movement, right? Who They're not interested in working with you. They want to crush you. And pride stops us from letting go. And and that's what's absolutely happening. This is why you see them continually going after this guy who all he wants to do is make cakes, but not make cakes that violate his personal conscience. Well, they don't care if your conscience is being violated. They won't stop because pride seeks revenge. And this is the truth. And also at the end of the day, God said, this is actually going to kill you. Pride leads to death. And so what's the solution? It's repentance. You guys, every single one of us is guilty of pride. Let's be honest right? The little small thing that we do out of pride that somebody's never going to catch. They might not know that we did it that way, but God knows. The answers that we give people, the way that we look at ourselves in the mirror, the way that we see ourselves, the way that we view what God has done in our lives and we take the glory for it. Over and over and over again, God says, be very, very careful. God is resolutely committed to his own glory. He's not committed to our glory. And so we need to be praying as a church to help us with humility. Make sure we take the plank out of our own eyes before we start looking at other people. Praying for the Lord to help us be more of a servant. Think of ourselves less. Pray that the Holy Spirit helps us identify areas in our lives where we might be prideful and don't even know it because we don't want to be drug around by our nose by the sin of pride. And we certainly don't want to wear a t-shirt about it. So this is a rough, you know, the month of June, you know, when you see Disney and Coca-Cola and Tide detergent and, you know, General Mills, you know, you got, you got the cereal boxes now. This is just the indoctrination of children. And frankly, it's disgusting. And I'm not the only one who thinks it's disgusting. God does. And at the end of the day, we're going to answer to him, every single one of us. So uh, I appreciate the question. I know that a lot of you are like, man, you know, how do we approach this? Well, I think we approach it first by asking the Lord to search our hearts and give us humility and give us grace, even as we handle people who are 100% opposed to God's way of life and to probably the way that we live our own lives. And we're supposed to be, the Bible says that a harsh word stirs up anger, but a gentle answer turns away wrath. And so that's the Holy Spirit. That's 
the spirit of the living God. And that's where we need to be. All right. Sarah from South Carolina said, how does one respond when another Christian accuses you of, quote, not loving your neighbor by declining the COVID vaccine, therefore inferring that you are sinning by not exposing yourself or your family to the risks of an experimental vaccine? This is garbage on the highest level. This is spiritual manipulation. I'm not getting that ridiculous experimental gene therapy. I'm not going to get that vaccine. First of all, I've already had the Rona. And second of all, it's an experimental phase. And we have no idea what the net result of this thing is going to be. So if someone says you're not loving your neighbor, I would say, you know, and they'll, oh, they, I heard someone say the other day, and I thought this was completely amusing. She said, Heidi, you should really get the vaccine because even though you've had the Rona, you don't know how long your immunity will last. And I said, well, you don't know how long the immunity will last from this experimental vaccine or what the dangers might be. I trust my immune system. Thank you very much. We're talking about a virus with a 99.89% survival rate. There's nothing about me not loving my neighbor because I decline a COVID vaccine. And honestly, Sarah, you can't really reason with a lot of these guys. So I say, shake the dust off your feet and talk about something else. Angela from Arizona, a little upset with me. Angela said, I found so many contradictions to your June 2nd podcast and felt the need to say, quote, Heidi, why are you telling this as this after a year and a half of the Rona? Get off the bench and onto the battlefield is what you say. You just took yourself off the battlefield by saying, suck it up, buttercup, regarding the mask to support your state homeschool conventions. Stand out, stand alone, you say. Boy, Angela's upset. You've always made a big power move to keep the mask off because we are woke or following the left. Now, because we have state homeschooling boards trying to have their convictions and establish its mandating masks, you have changed your tune to give in to these policies. Homeschooling families are sticking together for our freedoms. Yes, we want to support the board, the vendors, and not, but not at the cost of our freedoms or to let the woke organizations win. So Angela, I'm going to push back on you here. If you had to go, so here's a good question. Are you angry with me because I wear a mask to get on an airplane because I have to get from point A to point B? What if the only way that you could get groceries for your children was to put a mask on your face? Would that make you a hypocrite? Would that make you a liar? Would I? Would you be mad at yourself because you went to the grocery store and put a mask on? No, you wouldn't. You would do the thing that you had to do. And I think sometimes, you, you know, we can miss the forest through the trees. Do I hate the mask? Absolutely. It's ridiculous. It's a lie. And I've said many times, if you're going to wear, if you have to wear the mask, which sometimes you do, then at least wear a mask that demeans the mask. So you could have a mask. I mean, the, the mask that I fly with has a big picture of a sheep on it that wears a mask. But sometimes I have to get on an airplane. And sometimes I have to go to the dentist and they won't see my, they won't see me and fix the cavity and the aching in my jaw unless I put a stupid face diaper on. And so I have to do it. And so Angela, I think that your anger with me is misguided. So what I was saying was there are some things that are more important. And what you're saying is you feel like your, your righteous anger at the mask, and, you, and it is a righteous anger, and I understand it, but you're saying you're willing to let this homeschool vendor lose his business over it. And that's where I draw the line. So am I forced to wear a mask to go into a grocery store on occasion so I can get food for my children? Yes. And over the course of the last year and a half, I probably put that stupid thing on my face maybe three times to go into a store when I had no other option or to get on an airplane. And it was important to me. It wasn't the fault of the Illinois convention that the, that the place where their convention was at was mandating the mask, which by the way, once we got there, there was no mask mandate at all. 
I probably saw maybe 4% of 5% of the people there wearing masks. And I had called ahead of time and said, I'm not going to wear a mask. I want a medical exemption. And so they gave me one. But I think we need to keep our eye on the ball here. There are many, many, many of us who are out here fighting for freedom who are saying, don't just slap that mask on. There is a, you know, and that's what I'm railing against. I'm railing against people wearing the mask for no reason. I'm here in Kansas City right now and there's somebody out working outside of my friend's house in the blistering heat wearing a mask on her face. And I just kind of want to go out there and say, why are you doing that? It's a loss of common sense, and, and we're not thinking through the issue. And so, Angela, that's what I would encourage you to do. There are some things that are worth fighting for. There's a time for us to advance. There's a time. There's a, the Bible says Solomon in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And when I have to get on an airplane, I put a mask on my face. Why? Because I can't get from Washington State to Washington, D.C. without driving for a week, and I don't have a week. And so I hope you'll forgive me for that. And I was willing to tell you guys, come out to these things because some of these homeschool vendors who have had their income taken from them for an entire year, a year, I would hope that you guys, even though you don't like it, would say, man, this is super lame. Stick a mask on your face that says, this mask is stupid or worn by force and not by fear. But come out and support these guys who are literally losing their houses So I disagree with you, Angela, obviously, and I'm sorry that you're disappointed. But to me, it wasn't a contradiction. It's me saying there, we need to find out when is it practical and when is it prudent. And we need to exercise wisdom to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And to me, wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove was going to a homeschool organization and supporting these people who are literally hanging on by a thread. And we can do that and not give up our freedom. You guys going to that homeschool uh, conference, by the way, is not you giving up your freedom, even if they were to force you to wear a mask, which by the way, I told you already, they didn't. And I think the same thing's going to happen in Iowa coming up in Des Moines uh, this coming weekend. So when I see this happening in churches, it makes me really angry. They don't have to do that. I've been talking about local businesses who are forcing people to wear masks. And I'm reaching out to business owners and saying, please, you're tyrannizing these people. Stop it. This is wrong. But we need to decide what battles are worth fighting and which ones are not worth fighting. And I think it takes wisdom and it takes discernment. And I know this is rough and none of us have ever been here before. But I believe that I made the right decision. It kind of goes back to a decision that um, we talked about, you know, a couple of months ago when I was in a debate, really a forum, with the two other gentlemen that are running against me for Jamie Herrera's seat here in the 3rd Congressional District in Washington. And they said, if you guys don't win the primary and the girl you're trying to beat out, this rhino, Jamie Herrera Butler, if she doesn't get, if she gets through the primary and it's Jamie against a radical leftist, would you vote for her? And the guy on my right said, absolutely not. I would never vote for her. I Never, ever, ever. And the guy on my left said he would move to Virginia. He wouldn't vote for her either. And I said, I would vote for her, even though I don't like it, to keep the radical leftists from taking the seat. We got to keep our eye on the long game. And when we can't keep our eye on the long game and, we, and our eye is just on the short, the short game, we, we're going we're gonna to maybe win the battle, but we'll lose the war. And so this is going to require discernment. I know it's difficult. I know a lot of you are frustrated. I am equally as frustrated as I travel the nation. I will tell you, though, I'm out here going coast to coast in many, many states right now, meeting lots and lots of people. The mask, uh, because because of, you know, Father Fauci's lies are being 
are coming out in his emails and we can see these people are motivated by money. And I've been saying from the very beginning, this is a scamdemic, the worst political scam ever perpetrated against humanity. And I really believe that. And I believe that, you know, it was largely engineered to keep Donald Trump from winning a second term in the White House. Is the virus real? Yes, but it it wasn't the bubonic plague that they told us it would be, right? And as soon as we realized that it was a lie or something was wrong, many, many people, including myself, started speaking out about it. But we don't wrestle against a flesh and blood enemy, and I'm going to leave this here today, but against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And we can't fight a spiritual battle using a carnal weapon. We need wisdom, and wisdom only comes from God. It won't be found anyplace else. We've been victim now to the world's wisdom for a long time, and I would argue it's killing us, literally and spiritually. And it's time for God's people to take their place on the battlefield. And you can take your place on the battlefield. Decide where it is that God wants you, you guys, because God wants us off the bench and onto the battlefield. And it's rough out here. I'm not going to lie. But there are things that are worth fighting for, things that are worth dying for, things that are worth going to prison for, things that are worth being persecuted for, things that are worth being lied about for. And I do believe that what's happening in our nation right now qualifies. So I'm out of time for today. I had several other questions I wanted to answer, but we'll get to them as the week uh, goes through. I'm I'm uh, getting behind in your questions again. I apologize for that. So I'm going to try to do some of them tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, we've got wonderful Michelle Bachman's going to be on the show with me this week. I'm excited about that. Really, really wonderful things happening. You guys, there are people who are really working hard to fight for our freedom, and we need all the help that we can get. So put on the armor of God and trust that he is going to be with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You belong to him. Thanks for listening today, everybody. Thanks for writing in. You can write in to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I love to hear from you, even when you're upset with me. I love to hear from you, and I love to have the conversation I think it needs to be had. So we love you guys. Thank you for your continued support of the podcast and for reaching out to us. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at MomStrongInternational.com.